number two of the Bill Michael Show on this rainy Monday. Hour number one for some of you, as everybody's now on the network. We're glad to have you on board. Good to be back. I loved, uh, we had a terrific, let me say this, we had a terrific time in Sturgis. And it, it was so much fun. If you uh, haven't seen the pictures, I put them on uh, Facebook. I put them on Instagram. Um, they're everywhere. So if you haven't seen a lot of the and I'm going to do a photo dump later today, too, because I've got so much on my phone that I've taken that I never even posted. Uh, but the uh, the um, experience itself was awesome. Uh, we But we had everything. We had Rain in the beginning of epic proportions where it just because out there they get hit with storms. It'll rain buckets for about an hour and then it's gone. And that's kind of the way things happen out there because it, it just it just does. And instead, it rained buckets for like three straight days, turned the campsites and campgrounds into mud pits. Uh, I know the Buffalo Chip had all kinds of problems. Don't get me wrong. They had some problems at uh, at. Uh, at uh, full throttle and over at Pappy Hoyle, but nowhere near the problems as some of the other ones did. I know the chip did only for the fact that the chip stage is in a bowl and uh, which is down at the bottom of the hill. And that's where all the water went. So they had some flooding issues. Um, but we had wind, we had a windstorm that kicked up out of nowhere in the middle of uh, the evening, middle of the night. Um, and there were tents and there were some of the awnings off of um, RVs and motorhomes and such that uh, were ripped off. Uh, ours wasn't, only for the fact that I've just been there, done that enough to know that when you go to bed at night, you better put everything away because that kicks up. And sure enough, it did. Um, on Tuesday of last week, and I had not talked about it. I have not been on the air um, since we got off the air. But uh, Tuesday, I got off the air. And we were going to go to the uh, Sticks uh, and Ario Speedwagon concert over at the Buffalo Chip. And we had some friends with us who they don't ride. And they said, we'd really like to get the big trip out of the way. Devil's Tower is about an hour and a half out in Wyoming. So Kristen and I jumped on a motorcycle, and they were in the car. And I said, are you sure you want to do this? Because there was a lot of pop-up rain and stuff coming to the area. And they said, oh, no, you know, we're, we're good. We're going to zip out there. We'll zip back. We'll go to the concert tonight. And it looks like everything's going south of us anyway. Well, we got 95% of the way there. And I came over uh, as we went into Wyoming. I came over one of the, the, you want to call them the mountains or whatever. But as we were coming down, I just looked over. You could see the, the silhouette of Devil's Tower. But it was black. I mean, the sky. So I told Christmas he'd better get off the bike, get in the car. And sure enough, as we pulled into Devil's Tower, I mean, the torrential rains. To say it rained hard would be an understatement. Oh, I, I will say this. Uh, what do you have? What case? Do you, do you have a protective case on your phone, Grant? I do. It's just a stock one that I got at the store. It's nothing hardcore. I will do a free commercial for OtterBox here at this moment. I'm driving, literally driving the road around the hill to get into Devil's Tower, into the parking lot at Devil's Tower. It is pouring. I mean, it's, it's and I don't have any rain gear with me because everybody kept saying, oh, no, it's going to go. So I kept looking at it thinking to myself, I better pack rain gear. But you know how it goes. I mean, Kristen had done a lot of shopping. We The bags were full of stuff, and I didn't have room for rain gear, so I didn't bring it with me. Uh, I had a jacket, but that was it. I didn't have pants or helmet or nothing. 
and uh, I'm pulling up, and it's, I mean, it's raining like the end of the world kind of rain. And my phone slips off of, I've got a holder, a really good, strong holder, and it just, because of the moisture, it just slipped out of the rubber grips that hold the phone on, and it fell onto the ground. And I stopped the bike immediately, and I was waving to my friends who had Kristen in the car behind me, like, stop, stop, stop. And he's got a a Chevy 2500 uh, Silverado pickup truck. The, the, The thing fell face down on the ground, and then he ran over it. He didn't see that it fell off my bike, and he ran right over it. Both tires, crack, crack. The phone was not scratched. Not a scratch on it. I mean... For those that always talk about whatever you should get to protect your phone, I can't say enough about what the OtterBox did for my phone. So there's an OtterBox commercial for you. But uh, so we go to Devil's Tower. I'm completely soaked. And as we're coming back, uh, and I told her, I said, stay in the car. Because by then the storm had passed, and it was pretty well off in the distance. So now we're in sunshine. So as I'm driving and riding to go back now, the 90 minutes to go back, I start to dry out. And eventually I kind of caught up to the rain. So I thought, well, you know what? You could see it going south, and I was going to be heading north. So I thought, you know, it can rain on me a little bit because I'm used to it, but it's going to leave. So I go up the mountain again. I go up the mountain. Now you got to come down it. And it's got, I don't know what the percentage grade is, but it's a pretty steep. And as I get to the bottom of the mountain, and I'm looking, I'm like, my God, it's steamy down there. And I'm looking, and I'm riding, you know, 50 miles an hour down this hill. And I was like, oh, my God, it looked like it snowed, like there was four inches of snow on the ground. It was hail. It had hailed like crazy. And now I'm trying to maneuver through this hail for about a mile and a half to where you're trying to stay where the water had created like a stream through the hail. You're trying to stay in the water and not get on the hail until you realize some of it's frozen. Then you got to get up on the hail, which will give you grip, but you don't have stability underneath your tire. So I just kind of got through it, and I was like, oh, my God. I, it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done. And as I got riding again and finally got it, it was still pouring down rain, but now I'm just on wet roads, and I can handle that. Until there was some residual hail, and one of these hailstones, which was about a half an inch big, maybe half an inch or a little bit bigger, not much, hit me right in the forehead. And I thought it, like, was going to knock me out, so I had to pull over and stop and sit for a little bit, but... But yeah, that was uh, that was it. That was uh, we saw everything. We saw hail, we saw rain, we saw wind, uh, everything. It was, and then we had heat. We had eighty-seven degrees one day uh, out there too. It was heat, and it was like a dust bowl after all the the rain had finally left. So we saw everything out there. A lot of good bands, a lot, a lot of good music. Uh, great riding, whether it was Deadwood or the, you know, Mount Rushmore or Crazy Horse or through Custer. Saw the buffalo. Saw antelope. Saw the uh, wild donkeys. And everything come running up to you. So saw all that stuff there. So it, it was it was great. Saw a lot of good local bands, a lot of good import bands that they brought in. And I've said before, the Arcana Kings, A-R-K-A-N-A. They're from British Columbia. Oh, my God, they were fantastic. Saw them twice. Hairball was out there. We saw them, uh, which I've seen here before. As a matter of fact, they played the end of our motorcycle ride at one point in time. So we saw a lot of good music. And obviously it, it uh, kind of got topped off with um jackal in the pictures and such uh on stage we went live we did a facebook live on stage on uh, thursday night and which was just awesome it was a great experience and thanks to uh, michael ballard and the gang at full throttle thanks to jesse james dupree and the guys from pappy hoyle and and the band jackal and 
And Danny from Counts Customs, who was unbelievably gracious and the nicest guy, and I'll tell you more about him coming up, but we just we had a great time. So good, good to be back, though. Good to be back. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. You can also hit us up, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Find us over on uh, Twitter. Uh, go to uh, twitter.com. And uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. And you can also track us down uh, at Grant over at Wisco Grant as well over on Twitter also. Um, Mark, come on, man. It's it's a total of about eight minutes on the program, on a four-hour program. And you say, let's talk sports. Mark, if you want to go hear sports, go somewhere else, okay? Just hang up. Don't ever listen to me again. You can completely go away. It's about eight minutes of your life. That's it. If you don't like it, go away. Turn the channel. I have no problem with that. Don't be a jag. Uh, this one's from Chris, who said, uh, what Jordan Love looked like was a guy that was getting his first career start. He's exactly what I thought he was. He wasn't going to be great. He wasn't going to be terrible. I think he's only going to get better from here. Can people just give him a break and wait and see what he becomes? Jack, I, I think that's what a lot of people are waiting for. Um, and I said before, I, I said I'd give him a B or a C grade. It was nothing spectacular. It was nothing terrible. It was kind of what I expected. I thought I was hoping he would play more. But beyond that, I don't, I don't have a um, – there was no problems or issues with what Jordan Love did. I, I, and maybe you're talking about people, you know, in your circle specifically. Uh, but I, I think Jordan Love is, like I said, the first three to six games, you're going to kind of know. You're, you're going to kind of get a feel for where he's at and whether or not he's the real deal or not. You know, maybe as the season progresses, maybe he continues to get better. What you want to see out of Jordan Love, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, so if I've, you already heard it, I'm boring you. I'm, I apologize. But what you want to see is him get a real feel and hold for the offense. Uh, and now you've got teams that are going to actually be scheming for him, for what he could do, uh, what his strengths were in college, what his weaknesses were in college, and what they've seen so far on film. And then they're going to scheme for that, and he's going to have to make adjustments to what it is they're doing. And as he does that, teams are going to continue to adjust and try to take certain things away. And we'll see how he then, you know, functions under those circumstances. And in addition to that, if he makes mistakes, does he make the same mistake in the same circumstance over and over again? Or does he correct it? You know, if he, if he you know, has a, an out pattern to Christian Watson where we watched him not take his eyes off of the receiver to look, look off the coverage and then he comes back to him. Or does he continually lock on receivers and give away his position and then obviously gives up some uh, either passing completions or, or picks? So, I mean, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. I, I just, you know, I did, because, you know, whoever he faces early on, they're going to throw the kitchen sink at him. They're going to throw everything they can at this guy, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670, uh, Our buddy Derek listening to us in Albany says, uh, great to hear you back. Uh, Jordan Love debut as QB1 was exactly 15 years to the day from Aaron Rodgers' debut as the QB1 in 2008, and he faced the same team, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's paranormal Packer profundity. There you go. <laughs> Alliteration in the first uh, second hour of the show. I like it. <laughs> Oh, real quick. Uh, we've also got this one. This is from uh, Luis who says, uh, hey, Bill, I think uh, that, oh, I think the Sturgeon experience is wonderful. Great to hear about it. Uh, for those that just say they just want to hear sports, they have to at least give you a minute to breathe. 
and decompress from what it, uh, what the experience was this past week. I, however, did feel that Jordan Love played pretty well. He looked confident. He looked poised in the pocket. And he also shows some of his athleticism, something we have not seen consistently out of Aaron Rodgers in recent history. Uh, Luis, that that's exactly right. There was the discussion of the the ability to move, and I, that I wholeheartedly agree with. You're going to get more athleticism, a little more speed, a little more to the outside. Hell, you may even see some riding the side, you know, out of the offense. I mean, Matt Lafleur may have that versatility now. Uh, it's not that Aaron was slow. Aaron was had deceptive speed, but Aaron didn't. Aaron was not a runner. Aaron was not that athleticism guy. Aaron was the guy that he's going to avoid the hit. He's going to move in the pocket. He's going to be. He's got a really good sixth sense for feeling that pressure, and then he's going to get rid of the football if there's nothing there, and he's going to live to fight another day. Now, Jordan Love has a little more of the physical ability. So, does Jordan Love tuck it and run and be able to do some things with the football, or? Does he, because there's got to be a happy medium because you don't want to take unnecessary hits either. So what does he do in the pocket as he begins to move around and be, begins to to kind of, you know, feel it, so to speak? So we'll talk more about that. Also, the commissioner of the National Football League. Some awkward moments. You're going to hear that coming up. Stay tuned. we got a lot of the Bill Michael Show yet to go. A lot of good stuff regarding the Packers. A lot of good stuff regarding the Brewers. Brewers getting the sweep over the weekend. And now their schedule gets a little tougher than most, uh, tougher than Cincinnati by far, tougher than Chicago, but they lead both of those teams. So I, I just think they're now, if you want to throw the term out there, gritty, I think they're gritty. That's what I think. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Master Z. Summer is not over. Just look at the weekend. Weekend's going to be in the 90s. We're going to be back outside. We're going to enjoy our outside patio life. They have some great deals going on right now at Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Call them 262-746-5931 for in-store specials. 262-746-5931. Patio furniture, fire pits, wood, gas, whatever it happens to be. Grills, grill accessories. They've got Adirondack chairs. So much stuff in stock. See it today. Get it tomorrow. That is our friends from Master Z's. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Program, uh, the commish is in the house. Tell you what, that is coming up here in just a second. Gotta say thanks to our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to paysbig.com. That is paysbig.com. And they do uh, so much with us, with the program. We're going to be doing some stuff with them, as a matter of fact, getting ready for the opening of the uh, new sports book that they have that they're building there in the old Northern Lights Theater. And we are proud to say that the Potawatomi is going to be supplying the dealers. For the end of the motorcycle ride, coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, they're going to be the ones that are going to be there dealing the cards at the end of the motorcycle ride at Steel Tank Brewing, and we cannot wait. If you are not registered for this yet, please get registered. The pre-registration prizes, uh, we'll go over them again coming up at the bottom of the hour, but uh, they are they are solid. Uh, a trip to Chicago, a whiskey basket, a weekend getaway, we got all kinds of great stuff. And I'll give you some details coming up at the bottom of the hour. But if you're watching on the uh, live stream right now, as many of you are, scan that QR code and you can get all signed up. And if you're not a motorcyclist and you still want to come to the after party, you can. 
But what we would ask you to do is to tell somebody who is a motorcyclist, spread the word, continue to help us out. We uh, would love to break the record of 1,085 motorcycles uh, in this particular season. So if we can do it and continue to set records, we would love to do it. Love to do it. That's our friends over there at uh, Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. We can't do it without them. So big thanks to them. Uh, Before we go any further, before we go any further, uh, the commissioner is in the house in Green Bay. I kid you not, Commissioner Roger Goodell, and um, he he did a presser. It's only about five minutes. I want you to take a listen. But uh, he had some things to say about Green Bay, and he's there visiting for a particular reason. This is uh, Roger Goodell and the back and forth with the uh, Green Bay media. Take a listen. I'd like to invite NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Mr. Commissioner. Thank you. Uh, It's wonderful to be here to celebrate the NFL draft in 2025 in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Can't think of anything better, so thank you. Also sort of nice to be here to celebrate the start of the 2023 NFL football season, so we're also excited about that. As you can imagine, as many have spoken about already, the draft has become the biggest uh, off-season event and one that has the most significance for our clubs and our communities. So um, it's grown beyond any of our imaginations. Uh, It's the one day that I always like to say is every team gets better. Some get better than others. Uh, And it really is a time for renewed hope. Everybody has that renewed hope, and the schedule comes out two weeks later, and it begins the the march towards the next season. And this draft has become really that kind of a mark for us and that kind of a landmark to uh, our season. Mark said 54 million, so I'm going to put the gauntlet down now. We have been getting closer to 70 recently, so we want to see the Green Bay Super Bowl get 70 million. Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. NFL draft. Hey, you just got a Super Bowl. You want to be in it or you want to host it? I'm not sure which one. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I'm not surprised at that answer, by the way. That's good. Um, As as Mark mentioned a little bit about our history, uh, we moved the draft out of New York after over 50 years. Um, You are the 14th city to host this, believe it or not, the second in, in Wisconsin. Milwaukee actually hosted the draft in 1940, I believe it was. So you have a long history in the draft. And... In 2025, it will actually be our 90th draft. So I can't think of a better place to be able to do that than right here in really what is the heart of football. So thank you for that. And I have a long list of thank yous, but I'm going to start um, with our staff because our staff did all the work here. Um, We have Matt Shapiro and Helen and Haiti down here, and there's so many others that aren't here. Um, you'll be seeing a lot of them. Uh, they'll probably be paying taxes here in the next couple of years. They're going to be here so often. Um, but it really doesn't happen without people like uh, Helen and Matt and Haiti and so many others in really pulling together an event of this size. Uh, doing it in a different city every year has its challenges. But the real beauty of it is really it's a chance for you to put your community on the biggest stage. 
And we think that that's really the opportunity here for you all. Uh, everyone's going to see Green Bay. Um, they may see it with some snow, maybe not some snow. I don't know. Uh, we'd be happy to see a little snow, personally. But the reality of it is it's a huge stage for you all to show what your community is all about. Uh, I think everybody knows your love of football, but this is a chance to talk about the fact that you really do know how to do big events. You really do have a tremendous amount of pride in this community, well beyond football, and you should. So we look forward to being here. Um, now, I don't, this is the first time I've said this, so you better hold on to your seats. But with the first pick in the 2025 NFL draft, the NFL selects Green Bay, Wisconsin. So Green Bay, you're on the clock. Murph, thank you to all the work you've done. I want to say one quick thing about Murph. Um, he was one of the first to say, we want to have the draft here in Green Bay. As soon as we talked about moving it around, uh, there's no one who's a greater um, supporter of this community and, and all it can do. So Murph, congratulations to you and your team for what you've done. And to the governor and the county executive, um, it doesn't happen without a great public-private partnership. These things don't happen without that. And there's so many of you on the private sector here, uh, the public sector, that just they make these events really the, what they truly are for your community and nationwide and actually even global now. So we can't wait to be here in 2025. Look forward to seeing you, and thank you for all your support. Well, there you go. That's the commissioner, Roger Goodell, at the uh, at the the media auditorium, making it official that Green Bay will be the host of an NFL draft. It's pretty funny because uh, when he said uh, with the first pick of the 2025 NFL draft, it was funny because Thomas and a couple others on the live stream and on uh, Twitter were saying "boo" because <laughs> he traditionally gets booed. When he comes out, uh, so it was it was funny. It made me laugh, but uh, nevertheless, the commissioner making the announcement that yes, uh, the Green Bay Packers are in, and I love how he says Murph. So Murph, Murph, where to be, Murph? Nice job, Murph. And uh, gave Mark Murphy a lot of credit for uh, getting the draft back into the state of Wisconsin, as you had heard. Uh, Milwaukee actually hosted it back, like he said, in 1940. So interesting stuff there. I did not know that. Uh, I think I read that at one point in time, but when he said that, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I for completely, that was out of mind. So uh, good stuff there as the commissioner made an appearance today. And uh, there's a lot of pictures if you watch on Twitter, a lot of guys that cover the team on the regular uh, that are at practice today taking pictures of Roger Goodell uh, on the sidelines at practice. And Packers practice, by the way, today taken inside. It was supposed to be a scheduled outside practice in front of the public. But because of the rains today, it has been taken inside into the Hudson Center. And therefore, the public not admitted to that. And uh, they're going to have to either reschedule it or just miss a date, one of the two. But nevertheless, um, it was uh, it was a pretty, pretty exciting, energized day in Green Bay. Uh, so anyway, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to, some things to hear from inside the locker room. But I want to get I want to continue to take your phone calls. We've had quite a few already today about what you saw on Friday night. And uh, there was some interesting stuff, some interesting takes via email as well. I want to get into that 
but just a, kind of a sharing of the opinion on and deciphering of the opinion on what you saw on uh, on Friday night with the Green Bay Packers in their first preseason game. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a whole lot more to get to this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends down there at the Nice Ash, theniceash.com, downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street. Great place, uh, whether it's live entertainment on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If you'd want to just sit down in the big leather chairs and watch a game, you can have yourself a cigar, just have yourself a beverage. They have fines, b- fine bourbons and whiskeys as well. Great place to go, relax, catch it all, and a little bit of entertainment on the weekends. That's Nice Ash Cigar Bars, 323 West Main Street, downtown Washington. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. We continue on 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us. Your thoughts on what you saw on Friday night. Uh, what you saw on Friday night and what did or didn't impress you. Uh, this one's from Bill. Bill says, uh, hey, I didn't see much. Uh, a lot of vanilla play, uh, both offensively and defensively. Good to see the defense flying to the football and being extremely aggressive. Maybe Joe Barry is being told he needs to be more aggressive, which is what we talked about, by the way, this particular offseason, because you heard a lot of it coming from Brian Gutekind saying, we got to put more pressure on a quarterback. we got to be more aggressive. Uh, but one thing I will say is you did see more team speed, which is good to see. I know the Packers have been striving for that. Uh, and you are 100% correct, without a doubt. 100% correct. Uh, let's see here. Um, nope, I already had that one. Uh, Sack says, uh, good to see you back. It was awesome seeing the pictures from Sturgis. Just your thoughts on a few uh, non-Packer-related topics. What do you think about Mark Tauscher being named the replacement to Mike Lucas on the football broadcast? Who do you think will replace him on the basketball broadcast side? Brian Butch. Uh, As for Friday night, I was totally surprised how aggressively the defense was called and excited to see the rest of the preseason uh, to see how the young guys continue to develop. That's from Kevin. Uh, Mark Tauscher has been kind of groomed for that position for a while now um, when it comes to, um, you know, taking over for the the analytical side with um, Matt LaPay. And so, yes, to answer your question, I kind of feel like Mark's already the the natural slide into that position. As far as as, uh, the Badgers go, that's a great question. Uh, Butchie's still here in the state, or here in the state of Wisconsin, uh, doing radio now, obviously. So you would kind of assume that he would be the guy to slide into that position, but I... I don't know. I um, that I haven't thought a whole lot about, to be honest with you. I kind of the first thing that comes to mind is football, uh, and I. It's not that I forget about Badger basketball. It's just like right now, it's not front of mind. So that's a great question. You would kind of assume there's there's Ben Brust. He's still in the state. Um, there's um, Brian Butch, as you had mentioned. I'm trying to think who else is around, and, unless they would go in some you know off the wall direction, but. Uh, yeah, you would kind of assume that there would be two different 
parties. Like Mike Lucas did everything. So you'd kind of assume there's two different parties to all of that, but um, haven't gone that deep into it. But, yes, Mark Tauscher, absolutely. And Mark's done a great job. I mean, if you listen to the broadcast the way it was the last couple of years, Mark's done a great job. And then you wonder, with both Butch and Mark, um, do they, I would assume they would continue their roles at their current stations, doing what they're doing with radio shows, or do they bid, you know, sayonara to doing the everyday thing and just do the the, the weekend stuff or the, the game stuff, so... Well, and also oh. Tauscher's, he's doing stuff with Gina Della now, too, from Pella. He is played yes. as full as any man in the state. <laughs> Hope he's not spreading himself too thin. Yeah, yeah with those uh, mosquitoes flying into his house now that he, he needs those roll screen windows, yeah, and no doubt. <laughs> uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Rob Dog says, uh, Bill, do you think a league like the Northwoods League would want people to watch and not block it out with uh, the four-letter network plus, and can Fields make the jump and be the guy for Chicago? Um, first of all, to say yes. To, anytime you can put that type of baby, the Northwoods League is entertaining, and it's because it's the college kids who want to continue their game and continue to kind of hone their skills in the off season. So they go to the Northwoods League, they go to the East Coast and Cape Cod and all that different stuff. They all they, they, they go to different leagues to get better and to get recognized by Major League Scouts, whether it's their freshman year, sophomore year, whatever. And then they'll eventually find their way into Major League Baseball. Or, as we know with like the Milwaukee Milkmen and the Dockhounds, which are out in Oconomowoc, they're actually pros. They have either made it to the bigs and then they've slid and they're trying to work their way back, or they've... Maybe they're late bloomers and they're trying to work their way into the major leagues for the first time. There's there's a lot of good baseball in this state. I would love to see a channel that's Northwood League's channel. Now, it's not going to be the typical broadcast uh, quality of, say, a major league baseball game. But absolutely, I, I, I don't mind seeing like the, even the Timber Rattlers, for that matter. I'd love to see their games more consistently. We don't get them in Milwaukee. So I, I'd love to see their games more consistently. Absolutely. No doubt. Um, and as far as your sex, second question goes, and can Fields make the jump to be the guy for Chicago? There's a lot of people that feel that he's going to make the jump. Um, I will say this. I was never a fan of his coming out of Ohio State. Never was. He has done more than I thought he would. Now, where he's going to have to prove himself is as a pocket passer. Can he deliver the football consistently in great great situations? Because we know that when he feels the pressure, he can take off and run. The athleticism is there, no doubt. But does he become an elite passer? And do I think that when you talk about making the jump, making the jump to what? He's, he's made the jump to be one of the better starting quarterbacks in Chicago Bears history. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, Jim McMahon won, but Jim McMahon also had a hell of a defense. And McMahon played his ass off. He was a tough guy. He was a rough-and-tumble guy. He won. Um, You know, I mean, they've had some other guys that have won, but this is the first time they've had what many believe to be a a more complete package. Not the complete package, but a more complete package. So can he make a jump? Yeah. If, you, you know, he works on his his ball skills and he gets a little more protection and gets some decent weapons to toss it up to. Yeah. If, if they develop. Yeah. Yep. Not bad at all. Can he make that jump? Absolutely. 
877-867-1670. This one is from, uh, this is from Max. Max says, Keyshawn Nixon looked good on defense in the first quarter. Curious how much time he's going to get to field other, uh, on the field other than returning kicks. Uh, They've got him penciled in kind of their, their mishmashing right now, the nickelback. And he's, he'd kind of be the nickelback on defense right now. So considering they don't play base most of the time, he would probably get quite a bit of playing time or at least get mixed and matched. But he'll find the field. He'll find the field, no doubt. Um, John says, could not watch either the Vikings or Packers game live. No network coverage in Wisconsin. What about regular season games? Has that changed as well this year? The... I, you know, it's funny because I, when I was in Sturgis, uh, could not watch it live. So I went to my Spectrum app, and it said NFL football and on TMJ4. It said NFL football, and I hit the record. And whatever it came up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I don't know. I didn't even it, – it never dawned on me that I would not get that game in Milwaukee for whatever reason. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it came up that way. I don't know. I haven't looked that far into it. Uh, I got back late. I shouldn't say late. I got back midday Saturday, and it's been like a, a, a marathon sprint, if you will, if you can use those two terms, to try to get stuff done, to get ready for today's show. Tomorrow we're in Chippewa Falls. We're with Soda's uh, High Shore Supper Club uh, doing a cigar dinner tomorrow night. And then back in – so I'm in studio tomorrow driving the three-and-a-half hours – to Chippewa Falls, getting done there. I have to drive back. We're, we're in crunch time now for the motorcycle ride coming up in about two weeks. So we're, we're like motoring all over the state to try to get things done and get things taken care of and wrap up the final details. So that's my focus and my concentration right now, along with Packers football. So I haven't looked that far. If anybody knows anything, let me know. But I have not looked that far into it, to be honest with you. 877-867-1670. But God, I hope... Now, home games I'm at, so I don't have to worry about it. But, God, I hope, because we're not at, you know, Mike Clemens goes, but I'm I'm not on the road at every road game. So I'm hoping that every road game is, is shown. And I hope nothing has changed. I would assume it hasn't, but we'll see. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll continue with a lot of the emails and phone calls as well. 877-867-1670. Your thoughts on what transpired last Friday night. I want to hear from you. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got to say thanks to our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoles 0109. I was up there yesterday up in Watertown as I was uh, kind of driving the ride to make sure all the roads were good. Stoles Old Watertown, Stores Old 109 in Watertown, they're ready to go. They can't wait. Can't wait to bring uh, the the second to last stop of the ride, all the motorcyclists, all those supporting Fisher House, Wisconsin, they're ready to go. Jeff and Alicia, I know they were at State Fair over the weekend because I saw some of their pictures, but... They assure me, hey, look, we're they're ready to handle all of this. They're they're fired up, they're ready to go, and they're hoping for good weather on that Sunday, September third, just like we are. The the forecast, by the way, came out seventy eight degrees and sunny, with a feels like temperature of eighty. That would be spectacular for that day if that holds. So I'm looking forward to it. But you can love all the TVs, the great live music, the awesome outdoor, indoor, outdoor patio they have, the deck around back. So many good things about Stoll's Old 109 in Watertown. And don't forget about Stoley's Hog Alley out in, out in Lake Country, Oconomowoc slash the Summit area. Both places, awesome. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
John Alley and the gang of the Water Doctors, terrific people and big supporters of the motorcycle ride and Fisher House, Wisconsin. Coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. We can't ask you enough. Bring it. If you're a motorcyclist, I don't care what you ride. I don't care if it's an Indian, if it's a Harley, if it's a Honda, if it's a Kawasaki, Yamaha, I don't care. Uh, we need you. Uh, even though we are leaving the Harley-Davidson Museum in downtown Milwaukee, uh, we're going to tour the countryside and then end up with a party after the fact. And uh, all the while raising money for a terrific cause for military members, veterans, and their families. So please, if you can do it, uh, join us. And uh, the Water Doctors, also the stage sponsor, the stage co-sponsor. And they are going to be bringing you the Cheap Shots, who are going to be playing the post-ride show out at the Steel Tank Brewing after the fact. So thanks to John Alley and his staff at the Water Doctors. Great people. And the Connecticut Water Softening System, hands down, the best. The one thing that I noted the minute I walked in the door, the minute I walked in the door from travel, I went right. I, I couldn't wait to take a shower in a regular size shower to begin with. But you take a shower, that's the first thing you notice. It's just the way your skin feels and such afterwards because it's clean and it's soft water. It's completely cleansed. Awesome stuff. That's a Connecticut water softening system. And if you don't know a difference in your water softening system, you better be calling them. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. That's H2O, doctors.com. Or give John and his staff a call directly directly and uh, they are just good people and they can help you out again 262-549-7733 262-549-7733 that is the water doctors um got some uh, got some phone calls i want to get to uh people still on hold mike uh oh, mike uh, we we're just gonna get to you steve steve welcome to the program man how you doing today what's going on good bill how are you I'm great, man. I'm feeling good and glad to be back in the saddle. What you What you thinking? Well, and I I didn't catch the first part of your show today, so my apologies if uh, you or someone else already touched on this. But uh, I loved loved what we saw from Emmanuel Wilson on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I thought that he did a great job finding the holes in the line. He did a great job seeing the field once he had the ball, and if if there was ever a year where I think having a third meaningful running back would be beneficial, it would mm-hmm. be this one to give love, take some of the pressure off of love, give him more of a chance to kind of ease into the starting role, give the receivers more of a chance to, you know, build that chemistry with love and ease into, you know, the, the game plan going forward. So, I'm just I'm curious what your thoughts are on if you think we could potentially see three running backs get meaningful playing time in a in a transitional year like this. I think uh, and appreciate the phone call and a uh, good question. Uh, I first of all I think right now as far as being the third man on the roster he's he's the front runner. Uh, secondly, which is interesting because when uh, I went back and I saw him. The first thing I said was, "Where in the hell is he from?" And I for, I completely forgot. Uh, I, I Fort Valley State, and I'm like, "Wow, this guy runs with reckless abandon, man." He was very quick to the hole. 
He had a good stutter step, very quick stutter step, moved the hips extremely well. And what I saw was a guy that kind of got it already. He knew where the hole was going to be and hit it and hit it hard and quick. So as far as having the third running back with meaningful snaps, eh, I don't think you're going to take the ball out of the hands. Because remember, every, quote, meaningful snap he gets means Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon is not on the field. So will he take meaningful snaps away from Aaron Jones? Doubtful. I think he's a similar quickness guy to Aaron Jones. But he's 226 pounds. He's 5'11". He's a bigger dude. He, re- he reminds you kind of A.J. Dillon-esque. But he's quicker than A.J. Dillon. Doesn't look like a running back. When I saw that no. highlight, I had to double check. Said, Wait, who's this guy? Oh, yeah. He, right. he looks different. Yep. He, he He's not your prototypical running back. So can he take snaps? I think he could get meaningful snaps. But that would mean more so that A.J. Dillon is not getting meaningful snaps rather than Aaron Jones. Just because he he's quicker than A.J. Dillon, but he's got that size and he's bigger than Aaron Jones. But he doesn't necessarily have to be a north-south runner because he does have the ability to get outside. So if I'm, I mean, it's, it's nice to have that weaponry, but I, let's wait and see what he does again in the next one and then the next one and then solidifies the roster spot and how they would actually actually use him. Because he's not a, really a two in the one-two punch. He's not a power runner. He can be, but he's he's just as quick. And he, I, to me, he's more quick than uh, than A.J. Dillon is. 877-867-1670. I, I, do you agree? Yeah, I agree that they need a third guy. I always thought that Kylan Hill was going to be perfect, right? You catch some passes right. and could line up in difference, but just to fill in the cracks or, or, or to take some carries if Dylan or Jones was dinged up, I think they need a third guy 100%. I, I know that Goodson and, and some of these other guys, like Goodson had a nice touchdown run the other night. They have options, uh, but I agree, yeah, they need a third guy. It'll be interesting to see which one they choose. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one, uh, well, Rick says he's kind of Ryan Grant-ish. Yeah, I, I can go in that direction. A little bit, little bit of that, that high-stepping Ryan Grant style of runner. Absolutely. But, you know, again... He's not going to make it in that particular realm as just a running back. He's going to have to be a tackler. He's going to have to be a special teams guy. He's going to have to be able who knows what they end up using him for. He's going to, I don't think he's going to be necessarily a gunner, but he's going to have to throw some shoulders around out there as well. Stay tuned. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner. Coming back right after this.